Hey, what's going on? So it's been another week, which means you get another one of these on Sunday now because my new schedule is going to make it a lot easier on the weekend. And I've got Melissa with me. She'll be able to come on more now, won't you? Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> You're always able to. It's just a matter of if you want to, for the most part. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I, I, if you ask me to, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Blues got knocked out. Oh, God. You weren't happy about that? I was You went to I, bed before the end of the game. Yeah, because it was horseshit. They played like garbage. It was a waste of time, a waste of money. We, we went to two of those games. We went to game one and game two in that series, and both games. We won the first one, lost the second one, both waste of money because we played like garbage in both of them. We yeah. just got lucky in the first game. It's not, f like, I'm always going to be there to support the Blues, at least from home, watching TV and buying shit. I mean, uh, god damn it, 20% of my wardrobe is Blues shit, it seems like. You know, at least half my hoodies are Blues shit. Yeah. But, god, I don't, why spend hundreds of dollars to go watch them not care, not care, like, yeah. It's in you know I obviously know that they do care cuz it's their job and they want to win, but it, no, so do the no, sharks. They, they didn't. The sharks tried so much harder than we did in game t game 1 2 3. We only played well one game that entire series. And that's the game I missed. Yeah. Yeah, one game in the entire fucking series and I was saying on I think it was PKA and I saw somebody on line like respond to it because i said the sharks had a way easier path to the western conference finals than the blues and he was saying no i don't the sharks had to take on a tough kings team and then a <laughs> nashville team that's better than st louis and it's like okay I, I i feel like i have a good job taking off the homer goggles you know of always looking and being like oh the blues aren't dirty they just play with spunk like i've I notice when Bacchus does something shitty and dirty, and I say it, when Bacchus tried to elbow Jamie Benn in the head in the second series and missed because Jamie Benn dodged him, yeah, that was really fucking dirty to be throwing an elbow like that, and he didn't hit him, so nothing happened, but that was dirty. The Nashville Predators are not as good as the St. Louis Blues. If you know anything about hockey, and you've watched any of this season, or last season, or the season before, uh, or, I guess two seasons ago, Nashville was very good. But we were still better. Like, it, it's not even a fucking Just contest. Look at the rankings. The only... Well, even, not even that, because that can be misleading, too. But we're in the same division, which means we play very similar teams. Um, and we win more, you know, so that does help the argument. But the fact remains that the only argument you can make for Nashville over St. Louis is that their defense is better. And even that is a tiny little margin, because... You know, you can make the argument that Nashville has the best defensive core in the NHL, um, but you could also make the argument that St. Louis has, like, the second or third best defensive core in the NHL. And so it's like, yeah, our offense isn't, you know, leaps and bounds better than Nashville's, but it is somewhat better, and our goalie isn't leaps and bounds better, but it's definitely better than the current Pecorine situation. So to pretend that you guys taking Nashville the fucking seven games is somehow vaguely reminiscent of beating Chicago, the defending champs in the first round, and then beating the best team by points, Dallas Stars, in the Western Conference. And you could say, oh, you know, they didn't even have Tyler Sagan when you took him on, so that was really easy. If, if you look at their standings, they actually did better once Tyler Sagan got injured. Not to say he's not helpful for the team, but that's to say, as a compliment to Dallas, they're still fucking tough, even without that dude. So, no. Not even fucking close, dude. The Sharks had a cakewalk into the Western Conference Finals compared to the Blues. I mean, good God, the LA Kings this year, they didn't look like they gave a shit in the first round, and I watched some of those games. Jonathan Quick didn't play well. well and they didn't do that well even in the beginning of the season. The Kings, I think they finished third in the... No, no, they finished second, I think. I don't know, because San Jose in was second, and then the Kings were third in the Pacific Division, which is why they played in the first round. Hmm. Right? I think so. Um, yeah, but that just kind of aggravated me, where it's like, yeah, I'm, I, I know the Blues suck at the playoffs, and they always lose, but good lord, stop, like, at least admit 
that a huge reason that the Sharks had such a domineering advantage was because they didn't use half as much energy as the Blues did, which is the Blues' fault for not closing out the series against Chicago and the series against Dallas when they had the chance and ended up playing, you know, like four more games than the Sharks by the time they got to the playoffs. Four more games against much harder teams. So um, suffice it to say, I'm, I'm excited to see Joe Thornton uh, cry again when they get knocked out of the Stanley Cup. And it's not because I hate Joe Thornton or Brent Burns or the Sharks. It's just that I don't want any teams that haven't won the Stanley Cup yet to win the Stanley Cup before the St. Louis Blues. Already, so many expansion teams have won, and we haven't. And so I don't want any more winning. So fuck the Sharks. Fuck the Capitals for now. Uh, No, it's not. No, you guys can wait your turn. We need to win it first. And it's not going to fucking happen. Like, I figured, I was telling Melissa the other day, like, I've, I'll probably I got like maybe fifty more years of blues seasons to watch before yep. I die, mm-hmm. and they got to win at least one. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But then I was thinking about that, like, you know, there was probably a twenty-five year old in nineteen sixty-seven when or nineteen seventy when the Blues lost three Stanley Cup Finals in a row, and they were like, yeah, I got you know fifty more years, they'll win eventually, and now they're dead. <laughs> they're dead, and they never won, and so who knows? Well, That's depressing. Maybe I'll just get back into baseball. I don't know. I still, like, I'm still going to argue against all that because even though they don't win, it's good hockey all year long. Like, they they play really well. It's not like watching the Leafs all year. No. No, but even the Leafs, like, they... It's fun to watch them. They're very physical, so it's fun to watch them as a team. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun to watch, and I watch... uh... Except they're really bad to watch when they suck. Yeah, that's every team, though. They're bad to watch when they suck. It's just fucking frustrating that the Blues can never get all the pieces together where, you know, last year we don't have a goalie that can help us out and we ended up getting beat by Minnesota in the first round, which was the worst. I fucking hated the Blues after the first round last year. Like, oh, my God, not even sad that they lost, more just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, oh, my God. Oh, that's bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not even sad as much as just angry at the organization for like, are you fucking shitting me again? Um, whatever, whatever. That's enough hockey talks. People are going to actually fuck it. This isn't PK. I can talk about this as much as I want. Um, pens are going to win it in seven. Uh, I, the sharks have not, if you're a sharks fan out there, rebut this point. Um, the sharks have not played a Stanley cup caliber D uh, offense the entire playoffs so far. The Blues have played three. The Blues have played Chicago, Dallas, and San Jose. Arguably three of the best offenses in the league, aside from the Pittsburgh Penguins at the moment. So the Blues had to take on all three of those. The Sharks, on the other hand, had to take on the Kings. Lackluster, weak fucking offense. You know, not to say they're bad, but they did not play well. And they were not playing well, particularly because Jonathan Quick was not playing well. And if you know anything about hockey, forwards are going to be more conservative when the goalie's not playing well. Um... It's just the nature of the game. So they took on an L.A. that just wasn't very good offensively or defensively or goaltending. Uh, they take on Nashville, whose offense is not good. It's just not. I'm sorry if you're a Nashville Predators fan. Nashville is on the up and a team, and I like the Predators for the most part because we don't have a reason to hate them. But not a great offense. Not a Stanley Cup caliber offense. The St. Louis Blues, great defense, good goaltending, not good offense. Like, that's our weak link. We we can't fucking score if Tarasenko and that line isn't doing well for the most part. Uh, so, really, the Sharks haven't taken on a good offense yet, and they are going to get butt-fucked, is my prediction, in, like, they're going to be surprised off so. the start of that series, where they're like, oh my god, oh shit, they've got Sidney Crosby and Phil Kessel and Evgeny Malkin, and oh shit, I thought we were doing really good because we were outscoring all these teams that can't score. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah, you guys, are go- you guys are in deep shit is my prediction. Um, they're still going to take it to seven, though, because Marlowe and Thornton are going to play like they're, you know, under pain of death because they're both 37 years old, 36 years old, and they're on their last leg of their career. Maybe a couple more years, who knows. But anyway, I just am excited. Um... Actually, I'm not excited at all, because I don't want to see the Penguins win it. The Penguins are a very unlikable team, for the most part. Uh, their era of success, when Sidney Crosby was always the one to be bitching first about calls, and then always the one to have... Uh... God, what the fuck was that guy's name? Was it Moore? 
it must have been Moore uh, or Cook, one of those guys who just would take out knees on purpose. So they just bitch and moan of, oh, I got tripped. And then the next next fucking shift, they throw out their fourth line goon and try to target the knee of the opposing all-star. Like The, the Penguins are not very likable as, as a team. Um, but the Sharks are likable, and I I just don't like them because they beat us. I don't like part. either of them. Yeah, I just don't want to see I've them win a cup. I've never liked the Sharks. I don't want to see them win I don't like any California teams for any sport because they have so many teams that there's no reason for any form of loyalty whatsoever. You just get chiz-like people who are like, oh, <laughs> L.A. and San Jose are playing in the, the first round. And these will be the same people, mind you, that if I talk to chiz about the annoying fucks in SoCal... He'll be like, well, it's not like that at all up in NorCal where I live or, you know, uh, wherever the hell in California he lives. I know it's not Southern California. Uh, Those people will be like, well, you know, we're not the crunchy hippie vegans like that. You know, we at least, you know, we're up here. But as soon as it comes to sports, you know, they don't give a fuck that it's 800 miles away. They'll pick whatever team is closer to winning, you know. Like, oh, my God. The Sharks didn't even sell out a couple of their playoff games, if I recall correctly, based on the hockey forum I was reading. Like, that's humiliating. What the fuck? You can't sell out a playoff game in California where everybody lives? No, of course you can't because they don't give a fuck until they've already won a trophy. That's why the Golden State Warriors are popular. That's why the L.A. Kings were popular. They're not popular anymore because they didn't make the playoffs last year and they got knocked out in the first round this year. So all those celebrities you saw at the games, oh, oops, nobody cares, you know? Anyway, anyway. You know, the celebrities we have here in St. Louis, they give a fuck. John Hamm and the rest, you know? (laughs) Uh, Goodman, John Goodman, he goes to a lot of cards games, and he's big and fat, and he actually, you know, he probably cares, you know, maybe he probably gets upset when they lose, I don't know, now I'm just talking up everybody and shitting on California, which is a bad move right now, because I have a ton of people listening in California, and they're they're probably not happy, but um, regardless, Game of Thrones talk list, now that I've domineered about hockey for a while, but I, you guys can understand this for a while, please just bear with me, I won't be talking about it in the off season as much, it's just, this is, I like this, Game of Thrones, yeah, where did the... There's going to be spoilers here, so just skip forward a few minutes. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Um, well, what are we going to talk about? You I, didn't already talk about on PKA. I know, but people... Uh, on PKA, they have links, just like I do here in the description, where you can skip to different parts of the show. Yeah. So as soon as that but, guy replicated finishes it, or whoever's doing it now, I'll paste it in, and hopefully you can jump past this. So Hodor's death at the end. Where does that rank for you on the sad an impactful list of deaths. Sad and impactful? Like, just, like... Actually, I'm not going to qualify. It is sad, but I don't think it is as sad as... You're loud because you're laying down. Sorry. Um, I don't think it's as sad as the Starks. I don't think it's as sad as some of the other deaths. I think it is more impactful than any of them, though. How so? Because it, to me, it's a sim. It is the number one indicator that brands' powers are real. They're more than just like time and space, and they're more than just like watching visions and shit. Yeah, they're real. It's like you you know the story, like Brand the Builder. You know the guy who built the wall in the Game of Thrones lore. You know. Mm-mm. Well, Bran the Builder is the one who built the wall in Game of Thrones lore, and he didn't just, you know, sit there with a bunch of cold water and pour it on top of ice, like making an ice wall. You know, he used magic to help construct that wall. So Mm -hmm. Bran is going to be on the same level as Brandon the Builder, you know, like almost like a deity, like a demigod of sorts in that tree who can travel back in time and get any kind of information, and I don't know exactly what it's going to be because it's magic, but, but, like, it's, it's, it's very fucking clear that... Hodor's death there is what saves the series. Like, that's what you're supposed to take away from it, you know? However, like, the, th- the problem I have with it, with any kind of, anything that fucks with time, is it's like, well, Hodor, that happened before, so long ago, that he was always like that. So was he always just destined... Like, is there something to the Lord of Light shit in connection with Bran? Uh, because it seems like it's the chicken and the egg thing. Like, did Bran go back in time and w- witness this happen to Ho- Hodor 
because that girl was shouting, hold the door, like, you know, what came first? Because that happened in the past, but, I mean, it always was. There was never a time when Hodor wasn't Hodor. Yeah, there was. Before he, before he had that seizure, though, but, I mean... You know what I mean? It's like any kind of time travel shit. Yeah. That's a problem I, I have with there's, it. That's something that you really have to ignore. Like, that's something that I, I try to suspend my or suspension of disbelief, I guess. Have a suspension of disbelief with time travel shit. Because there, it, it, by its very nature, it can't work. You know? Like, it's just intrinsically, it, it, it can't work because it's... It just logically, it doesn't so, work out. Time travel doesn't. So you have to so have then, a, a suspension of disbelief where you're like, okay, I understand some time travel shit's going down. Put it out of my mind. It's okay. This is a fantasy show. This is something you that you shouldn't critique. But then you have to accept critique. the alternate. And the alternate is that there is some sort of... It's magic. ...destiny. Wait, like, what do you mean? Yes, there's magic. But there is some sort of, like, choosing. There's something destined to happen. I, I mean... In this world. The Lord of Light... I don't know what the fuck is up with the Lord of Light, or I'm no still con- really I'm, I'm still confused about what about it is. the whole deity situation in uh, in all of Westeros and Essos and all those areas. Like I'm thinking that everybody had their own like the Seven, the Old and the New, and all that shit. And the only God who's really out there is the Lord of Light, and they just are finding the Lord of Light in different ways, and they're all bickering about it. You know. Kind of like, you know, Christianity and Islam and Judaism. It's like it, it's all coming from the same, you know, the the Pentateuch, the Torah, starting out those stories, uh, and then yeah, and but it, you know, evolved until eventually, you know, in the year like six hundred, six hundred and one, when Islam was founded, like it was, you know, it was founded on those a lot of those same stories and plus Muhammad and but everybody's like, oh, you know, you don't fucking like Abraham how we like Abraham and you don't even think Jesus was really the son of God, ah, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, like so I think it's just shallow bickering, but the Lord of Light is the only one out there. I think I could be totally wrong about that. I think well, that the yeah. faceless Do you man think that that would be part of it though is like the whole thing the multiple deities be. versus monotheism. Maybe. I, I see it kind of like a corporation, you know? Like the Lord of Light is like Coca-Cola and the faceless man is like Sprite, you know? He's involved in the faceless men, but that's not like his top priority. That's like that's a sub brand oh. for him. It's like so he's you in think the he Lord has of Light. To do yeah, with... the Lord of Light has something to do with the faceless money. He has to, you know, his return and the dragons. Like, it, I don't. I, he has to. I feel like he does, and I don't have any evidence for it, but I think he does. But I don't know. It. It's so confusing now. Now that like we're in the wild too, without the books, trying to piece stuff together. Yeah, because they don't give you shit in the in the series. Yeah, they don't give you shit. And then they just hand other shit on a platter to you. Yeah. The cr- the crux of the Hodor death, though, for me, is that was the the closest I've come to crying in this show ever. <laughs> like, no, I didn't, I wasn't sad about the Red Wedding, you know, because I saw it coming. I wasn't well, sad you, about any yeah, other deaths because I saw them coming. Um, I, I didn't like when the Hound died, but it wasn't sad as much because it was almost like a poetic justice of, like, you know... You did a lot of terrible things, and, you know, the end of your life, you really did a good job protecting Arya and keeping her safe and keeping her alive, but you still got to pay but the piper, does you know? he does he actually die in the book, though? Uh, I, I don't think he's coming back in the show. No, I mean, d- he's not coming back in the show. Oh, in the book? That separately. In like the, book, the book, I did not read it that he died. I read it so... that he was left by a tree wounded and Arya couldn't bring herself to kill him and so she just left him to die so there's stuff like that that in this in the series if they kill off a character that didn't die in the books i just dismiss it like i'm just like you think well whatever no not that i think they're coming back in the series just that they could like the possibility is still out there in the books yeah. just of them being alive not even continuing the story of them but Kind of like how the mountain in the books is just like a whisper. Like he's not an omnipresent uh, character next to Cersei's side. 
he's like people are talking about like what they think may have happened well, he, to him. He is next to Cersei a lot though in the books. Like the After wh- Yeah, the whispers they're talking about, I think, are whispers of like townsfolk and people who are like uh, you know, I saw the mountain running by and he was ten stories tall if he was a foot, you know, and it's like, you know, the, the, like, oh, he had, you know, dead soulless eyes. Like, that's the whispers I think they're talking about. Because in the actual castle, they see the mountain, or at least Cersei and, like, the royal family sees the mountain around because their fucking maester spent all that time MacGyvering and Frankensteining him into being. I just don't, and I don't remember or recall where the POV chapters like start and stop for Cersei and Jaime and other people in King's Landing. Yeah. You know, because Tyrion left. He was a POV character. Sansa left. Um, who else was a POV character for King, King's Landing? Uh, Tyrion. I know. I said Tyrion left. Oh, I didn't. Sansa left. Um, uh, at one point, Arya was. Well, yeah, but she left long time ago. Yeah. But as far as the POV characters go, where you would get that insight directly, know what exactly is going on with the mountain, he quits writing those POV chapters in some of the books Mm -hmm. and then focuses on other characters. So the things that you hear in the books about the mountain aren't necessarily from the point of view of Cersei and, and people in King's Landing, is what I'm saying. It's just rumors about... It, from what I remember, I could be wrong, but I liked that, and I liked how Varys just disappeared. Nobody knew what happened to him, and then the very last chapter of all of the books is Varys killing their uncle, one of the Lannisters. What's his name? Kevin? Yeah. Kevin Lannister, and explaining how he's working like for Daenerys' cause and whatever, that was just awesome. That was just a huge eye opening. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember either. I thought you would recognize it, but you didn't read it, so. Re- oh, the I did eventually. Yeah. Okay. I just I never. Taylor didn't read the is it epilogue. Epilogue. I don't yeah. read. So, I he missed that whole chapter. Epilogues, like I the only thing I remember from epilogues as a kid when I would read books is it would be like. Say R.A. Salvatore. R.A. Salvatore is an author who does like fantasy shit, um, uh, like drow elves and shit. I really liked when I was younger. I liked his stuff, and I would buy a huge book, and it'd have like three books in it, and like a six book series or something. And you get to the end, and there's an epilogue, but all the epilogue is is like the first chapter of the next book. And so it basically is just like, ah, I bet you want to know what happened. Uh, now you got to go buy this book. And so I would never read that. I would wait until I just went out and got the book. So I didn't want to read the first chapter. And I thought that's what this shit was. I thought it was ah. just going to be like a teaser for the next book. Kinda. And so I never read it. Uh, and that was a mistake because I was talking to you about what was going on. I was just and, like, could, I could not believe that epilogue. And, yeah. you were, and I was kind of explaining it to him. And he was just like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean Varys is working for Daenerys and this and that? Because they never brought it up in the series like in the series they just kind of put it on the front page like it was never a secret really he just showed up and was like with Tyrion saying I you know we're helping her become queen now it was never this going and killing one of the Lannisters and saying this whole spiel about Daenerys overall though just to wrap up Game of Thrones talk I the I don't me and Kyle both loved the Hodor, we didn't love Hodor's death, that sounds wrong. We loved how they did it with, like, the hold the door, and you see Willis, like, seizing, and it's, like, it's heartbreaking, you know? It's, like, Mm -hmm. he gave, like, he's the one character in the entire show who has no agenda, he has no selfish desire, he doesn't, you know, put anybody down to get ahead, there are no tactics he's employing, he's just there to help, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's it, and he knows that's it, and you find out that he knows. He he knew way he knew way more than you thought he did. You know, over the course of the show, you kind of eventually evolve into being like Hodor's basically just a pack mule, like not so much a person as a utility device. And then it really brings it back in that episode where it's like, oh fuck, like this this got real. Like this was he was able to talk to converse old nan his mom or whatever like he was around like he he was he was still mentally retarded 
in a way, but he he was functional, you know? And right. all of his life was taken away. So just so he could get clawed to death for the sake of the greater good. And that's that's so sad. For argument's sake, do you think that he had he was like touched by the Lord of Light and had like a premonition about what would happen? Or do you really think that um that her voice was like transported back in time to that? I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the time travel stuff is so confusing. I have, I have no idea. I want to disregard the time travel stuff and just believe that that's the, like, that is an example of why, of, like, Bran's magic is real and is effective and the Lord of Light or something like that is is choosing yeah. people. And, and I love when stuff... The whole, like, Hodor hold the door thing, it didn't come off as forced or gauche or cheesy or anything, you know? Like, it... Because that's probably something George R. R. Martin it told is. them. Yeah, uh, they came out and said that five years ago, George R. R. Martin told them that's why Hodor's name was Hodor, and that he told them how to do it. So... You know? Oh, but, where's that article? I want to read that. Uh, it, it might not <laughs> even be an article Kyle was telling me about oh, it, but okay. uh, who knows? Maybe that's just a, a Kyle theory. Anyway, enough Game of Thrones and hockey talk. Really trying to isolate all of you here, right? Um, if you're not watching hockey and you're not watching Game of Thrones, though, come on, get with it. Uh, oh, they did a study, uh, the British new or uh, British Broadcasting Channel, that 50% of misogynistic tweets are from women. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it's shocking. I can't believe that women are mean to each other on social media. <laughs> Just like women are mean to each other in real life. Like, can you believe that? Can you believe that so many women would be out there slut-shaming other women? That's that's who does it. Yes. That's the only people that slut-shame. But are you are you talking about slut-shaming? I don't think slut-shaming is misogynistic. No. The, the, like, words like racist, misogynistic, all those words, they don't really have meaning anymore because they get attributed to everything. Well, and uh, they've changed so much if you call If you call a really unpleasant woman a bitch they will say that as misogynistic. When really it's like, no, I didn't say all women are bitches and awful. I said, this person in particular is a bitch. An, a rude bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, I, if I met a really horrible black guy and was like, dude, that guy is the worst. Fuck that guy. Like, actually, no, that's not even a good example because people mm. would say, that's just racist. When it really it's like, no, that, that guy's just a piece of shit. It just so happens that he's black. Stop being a paternalistic, condescending fuck and treating them like they're less than adult because it makes you feel better with your white guilt complex, but whatever. I just thought that was interesting that they would even have an article there. And, like, the fact that that could be a story that could shock anyone that, wow, women are being mean to each other on social media just shows how far towards crazy town we're already on this train. Where it's like, should that be a surprise to anyone? That the meanest people to other women on social media are other women, just like real life. <laughs> it's true. You know it. All yeah. women know that. Yeah. Women are fucking brutal to each other. Yeah. And, like, not the way men are with fighting and, you know, obtuse words saying, like, I hate you and you suck and this is why. It's like women play mind games with each other and passive aggressive shit and try and get into your head and it's... That's why I know I'm a good person because my coworker, <laughs> my coworker that shit her pants... I didn't. I didn't bother her about it. You didn't tweet about it. Nope. Oh. <laughs> oh, you, maybe you did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. remember. You but didn't. I don't at, think I tweeted uh, about it. At shitty pants lady. A nice no. job at work today. No. <laughs> you dumb whore. Like did, whatever you did. I did talk about it on a podcast, but I wasn't. I didn't say anything to her. I wasn't mean to her. I didn't do anything passive aggressively. I just didn't want her to sit in my chair anymore. So I moved my chair into another room when she came to relieve me for lunch. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's not mean, that's just, that's understandable. I don't want shit in my chair. Yeah. What's the, like, uh, you might not even be able to, like, remember something off the top of your head. What's, like, the nastiest little, like, quote, bitch move you remember doing to, like, another girl in high school or something? Oh, like, I something don't even snarky. Want to think about and... that. I don't know. I stayed to myself, I didn't hang out with people. I went home and played video games. I didn't care what was going on with other people. I'm sure you did. Uh, to an extent, I can't remember it. I'm sure there's something. I just can't remember anything that specific that was 
Like, man, that was just really awful. Yeah. My mom did stuff like that. Oh, yeah. She did terrible things to, yeah. What'd your mom do? I probably shouldn't. Shouldn't. shouldn't say anything on the podcast about it, but she's not going to listen to it. Because <laughs> she thinks this story is funny, and I think it's really sad, but she told me about a boy in high school that was kind of a nerd and she didn't like, but he liked her, and she convinced him to run for student body president and that he would win and everyone would vote for him. And he believed her, and he ran for president, and he just got shit on. Wow. And, wow, that is... And she thought it was hilarious, and that poor guy just got shit on, and uh, now I guess um, his mom always liked my mom and is always like, oh, hi, and, and my mom feels bad. Yeah. Well, you should feel bad. That's, that's really vindictive and mean to yeah. do to some... Like, the difference between... Because I have an election story like that, too. Except it's from the guy's perspective, the way that we did it. And the way you're... That's fucking mean to yeah, do that to a kid who likes you. Her. Because it's like... You, there, as a and high school like, girl, you have so much power over a high school guy. Because you, you're just a slave to your hormones. You're so fucking horny. You will do anything. Anything at all that you think will get you laid. Because you... Like, you're, you're not in your right mind. You're still, like... It's hard. You you don't you're con- you don't even know what to think. You're so fucking horny constantly, and so to get like double crossed like that would just ruin your confidence and ruin your social life. So she really ruined someone's high school career by doing that in a way. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So that's she, fucked up. Also... What we did is there was a kid in our grade who uh, people will will actually know this from PKA, the Poop Bandit. Uh, the Poop Bandit was in oh my, my grade, and no, this isn't a story about him pooping. The uh, it's a story about uh, my senior year, we were voting in our class president, and there were only two people running. One of them was uh, a goody two-shoes, you know, didn't do anything fun socially, uh, was a little bit rude to you. Like, he did, he was ex- brilliant, super smart, but socially not very nice, uh, just snarky and mean, didn't quite get it. Um, and the other guy was a smart guy who was really nice, but just nobody really wanted him as president. He didn't really care. Like, he wasn't charismatic. So what we convinced, uh, my group of friends, convinced everybody, or at least every guy in our grade and all the girls that would come along with us to vote for the poop bandit as a write-in as the president of our class. And the poop bandit won by a landslide <laughs> to the point that, like, they had to call an assembly and be like, we we are will not. The poop bandit, come forward. No, well, people. No, no, people didn't write poop bandit in. We wrote his name. Oh, okay. Uh, most people. I, I was the only one at the time. Me and maybe one other person were the only people at the time who knew he was the poop bandit. But he would also <laughs> was also known for selling prescription pills, um, and just all a whole cornucopia of of of, of drugs around the school. So he was a drug dealer and he shit everywhere and he was not a fit president. Um, and and all the teachers knew that. And there was a huge thing beforehand where they were trying to earn our trust being like you know just like the democratic process in our country if the write-in receives the correct amount of votes that's democracy and that's who's the president and they made a big deal out of that which is what inspired us to be like all right we can throw this in their face this will be funny (laughs) and uh yeah he was our president for about eight minutes before they were they called an assembly and were like we're not doing this you know They said that they said uh we are not we're gonna have a revote and we are not allowing write-ins because this this kid was out of... This is the kid that had to have a, a shadower. Because before he got caught for being a poop bandit, he would just want... He was in uh, different classes yeah. than most of us. And so he would just wander around the school vandalizing things, opening people's lockers, like putting like old food in them or like hiding like rotten eggs <laughs> at places. Like just, just being a menace... For no reason, and like he was so bad that they had to have a shadow, like a shadow, a handler, a wrangler, so to speak, to walk him around the school and whatnot. So, well, you did go to a private Christian school. Yeah. So. Yeah, I went to private school. Of course, but they'd he just was throw it out. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They could have appointed Jesus as our class president, and yep. we couldn't have done anything. Uh, that's what they probably wanted. They probably wanted us to write in Jesus and just pray for every assembly, because good lord. God, thinking back, that school was so fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, it... Oh. Actually, I, two, want, I really do want to share your little bits about how, like, contraception works and, and uh, 
You realize that, like, I was partially joking when I explained But that. also, not. No. Oh, I, <laughs> I didn't. There's some things I didn't you were get, never taught that no, you still don't quite I, know everything about. No, I don't have to know shit about how contraception works. <laughs> That's your problem. That is uh, your side of the table. You take whatever pills you need to do to flush that out. Keep a clean track down there. <laughs> or whatever you'd say. Oh, God. Keep the highways open. Oh, my God. No, keep the highways closed. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. We didn't learn anything about sex ed. The only thing we got taught, uh, they taught us in, God, what, it was in eighth grade. And they had a guy come in for. It was eighth only a couple. Grade? It was only a couple classes. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah, oh people were already having sex, and. Well, no, like eighth grade is late. That's what I'm saying. Is that they really missed the boat okay. on that one? Okay. And so they told us in eighth grade about some shit, and the sex ed they did give us was so bad that it was like it was abstinence only with like little allusions to condoms, where they're like, you know, you know, you should never have sex unless you're married. Because God hates that. So, but if you're going to, use a condom or something. And if you get pregnant, ho-ho, you can't get an abortion or God is going to send you to hell or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, that was fucked up. And they, they were teaching us things that weren't about helpful. STDs? STDs didn't learn anything about STDs. Um, mm-hmm. Just learned that, um, <laughs> learned that you need to wear a condom and get tested uh, no, didn't even learn that. Learned nothing about sex education as far as STDs are concerned. Mm-hmm. They told us little, like, tidbits that were so not helpful for... They, they explained to us how sex... Like, they gave us the fucking birds and the bees discussion in eighth grade. They didn't give us the, like, this is how you, you know, are safe. This is what you do in this situation. This is what you do in that. Uh, you want to be buying these and not these. Like, they didn't give us that. They gave us, like, <laughs> well, when the man and the woman love each other and they're married... And they're, you know, trying to have a baby. The man's penis will become hard. And the woman's vagina will become lubricated. And the man will put his penis in her vagina. And just, you, you move around for a bit, you know. And, and, then, oh and then you finish. Uh, and you ejaculate into her. And then, and then she may have a child if it's God, God willing, you know. <laughs> or whatever. Like, it wasn't quite the God willing part. But it was so not helpful to be sitting in there at age 14 being like, yeah, I know that my dick gets hard and I know where to put it. I don't know what I should be doing to avoid all this bad shit that you're scaring me about, you know? Yeah, it's like no sex or you're going to hell. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can't have sex or God's going to be so mad. It's like, oh, really? Well, you know, God's somewhere out there and chicks are right here. So God's going to have to make a better sales pitch than that for me to not (laughs) be having sex. Um Anyway, yeah, that was fucking bananas. So stupid. That was like my fourth grade health class. We didn't learn anything about. I mean, my uh, I got like the birds and the bees sex talk when I was like seven from my mom. <laughs> on the way, I still remember it. I still remember it on the way to my I friend. I was it too. on the way in the car oh, on the way God. to my friend uh, Stewart's house, and just for some reason, she I was in the back seat of the minivan, and I was like, "Wait, how?" How did, uh, I asked, maybe I asked a problem or a question about my brother, like how he got around or something. And my mom just like, not to say, didn't just say like, well, you know, the same way you got here. Like she was like, well, me okay. and your father okay. had like, said. And- I just want to <laughs> pump the, br- I've heard this story too many times from your mother. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, out of her explaining sex? What did she tell you? You go ahead. No, 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 no. There's. And I don't... I don't know what story you're referring to. I don't want to share any okay. of those stories. Well, then you don't have to. But, <laughs> yeah, I learned about what sex was, like, in eight minutes before I got dropped off at a play date. And that whole day was just so confusing. I'm like, what? You can't finish a discussion like that and then drop me off and expect me to have fun with Legos. Like, I'm confused. Like, I need, I need some clarification on a lot of these details. Like, what? Who you made the baby in you and you push it out? Yeah, I get that, but where's what happened before that? Like, uh, just... I don't know. Anyway, um, so we're gonna have to do it in two parts this time. So we're gonna cut it here, and we'll be back for questions in a bit. All right, so we're trying again to get it going 
Uh, we figured out the editing on the fly, which is good, and sat down, did a couple minutes, but apparently my shirt, which I thought was clean, smelled like mildew, and so I had yeah. to change it because Melissa kept giving me a look of, you smell like an old diaper, which <laughs> I didn't even notice that my, the shirt smelled like mildew. It came out of the wash, and it's been hung up in the closet for like a week. Yeah, but if that mildew smell gets in it at all, it, it doesn't it doesn't go away. If you wash it, it does. No, no, you you wash it and you leave it in the washer. And then if long. I if I forget and leave it in the washer and it starts to smell bad, I just wash it again. Yeah, but you can't tell. Like you'll go in and be like, "Oh, it smells fine," and then you'll just throw it in the dryer, and then it still smells bad. Well, sorry. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It was just like, ooh, like. That's what, what I want. That? I, I don't. You don't need to be terrible. Just a little bit of ooh is all you need to look like a real dick. You know. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm fiddling with this knife, and it's probably making noise. I shouldn't. Uh, I would tell you guys to go buy the PKA knives, but they're already gone. You know, you should have fucking been on the ball. I wasn't. I, I didn't even know they were sold out until Kitty told me she was sending me one. And so it's a good <laughs> thing I, I wasn't responsible for getting my own. Um, all right. So let's get into a couple questions. So, okay. Subject, neglecting social life for school. 20-year-old male. Uh, well, you certainly are doing your school well if you're, this is going to be a bibliography at the end of this. Uh, I appreciate anonymity. Hey, Taylor. Longtime fan based in the UK since the early days of PKA. Uh, so when I was about 10, I finally got the courage to ask my crush out after my buddy told her that I like her to try and fuck with you. Uh, long story short, she said no and purposefully hurt my feelings as she felt she was way out of my league. At when you were When old? you were 10? Like, <laughs> was your Pokemon lineup just not up to par or what? what? You didn't have the, the nice trike? You were eating off-brand. You were eating cheese nips instead of cheese its. <laughs> you were the one bringing the the shitty fun size Snickers. Old, you know, Teddy, rich boy over there had the king size, and you were just left in the left in the weeds. Anyway, following this, I had a huge fear of rejection, and since I went to an all by all boys secondary school, ages twelve to eighteen, which is relatively common in the UK. I didn't really hang out with girls at all for the next eight years or so. Seeing as I seemed to have an addictive personality, I got heavily addicted to COD for about four to five years, during which time I discovered PKA, uh, and after I kicked that addiction, which has left me with subpar grades, I put all of my life into my education. That's smart. I managed to put some of my dick teachers, managed to prove some of my dick teachers wrong, and accepted, and got accepted into one of the best universities in the UK and even the world, Oxford University. So where does this leave my situation with girls? After forcing myself into uncomfortable situations, I managed to get used to talking to girls and now I'm at Oxford. And now that I'm at Oxford, there does seem like a lot of opportunities to get laid, but I've I feel like I've been missing a key developmental phase that most people go through in their early to mid teens. I'm having so much trouble reading this in my glasses. God Damn, how do you do? There's missing words, too. There are some, but it's mainly my... F- yeah, Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking with you, man. Uh, now I lost my place because I had to zoom in. Uh, Every so often, I'll make out with a drunk girl in a club or go on a Tinder date, but it never really seems to go anywhere. Uh, so I'm not surprised hearing that about the drunk girl making out thing that it doesn't go anywhere but i am surprised that the tinder thing doesn't go anywhere when that's the whole point of that app is my understanding uh, and every time i fail i just feel the same pain i felt when i was 10 i'm a pretty athletic guy not completely disgusting looking who trains jujitsu so i can help so i can't help but think it's my confidence personality slash personality i occasionally make people laugh have a good sense of humor and like to have fun every so often so i'm a bit of a loss i don't I know this might be a weird question considering most of the ones you answer on the show are from teens deciding which girl to stick it in, but but do you think I need to consciously combat my social retardation slash lack of experience, if you will? By the way, I'm still a virgin, but one of the girls I drunkenly made out with gave me the green light to fuck her, but I was too drunk at 2 a.m. or whatever it was, said we'll do it in the morning, and she changed her mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not surprising, dude. Uh, you gotta You gotta seize the day, you know? <laughs> you can't... <laughs> Yeah, you can't you can't set your clock by what a woman is going to feel like doing the next day. You know, you can't, oh yeah, let's do this the next day. You, you don't know. You have no idea. You, you should have, well, actually, it's good that you didn't because you would have had a bad experience, 2 a.m., too drunk to fuck, and going in the first time. Uh, I feel like I've got everything in my life sorted, 
education, future employment prospects, family relations, physical fitness, except for this one aspect, getting girls, which some people might deem the most important. Uh, well, it certainly seems like the most important when you aren't getting any. That you totally, absolutely, you're you're right in how that feels. Uh, right now, I don't really have the urge to get laid. I'm still horny, but I think companionship is the most important thing for me right now. Uh, apologies if this is poorly written. Streams of consciousness often are, as I'm sure you know. I'd love to hear your advice, comments on this. An answer series or funny would be appreciated. Keep up the great work on PKA and this. Um, you're in a great place if you're in Oxford and you're in decent shape, you said. You're not hideous. You got good employment prospects, good family life. Like, you're... you're the, the reason that this seems like such a big deal, I think, is because you're, you're straight A's across the rest of life, you know? <laughs> That's what it seems like. Like, you got, you got straight A's in life right now, except you got an F in women and sex and whatever you think it's socialization, whatever. Probably, I, I doubt that. Um, I mean, if you're making out with girls at clubs and going out with friends, you clearly aren't, like, a loser who doesn't have, like, anything going for them, you know? Like, it's just a matter of you're not taking... You're not locking it down, you know? They're getting all the way into the offensive zone with the puck. <laughs> and then he's dumping it back. And then instead of Laterra just taking the shot from the point and hoping it deflects off something, Laterra passes it back, Schwartz misses it or something, and then it's, it's, it's out of the zone. The whole opportunity's missed. You're getting in there. You're, you're deep in the offensive zone. You got a chance. And then you lose a battle on the boards. And suddenly you're back, back at square one. You know, so you can't be doing that. You have to finish your check. You have to <laughs> you have to finish your check. You're you're Samantha's down there controlling the puck. The puck is sex. She's always going to have the puck in her corner. You know, so you got to get in there and battle it out. You got to hit Samantha. You know, legally, shoulder to shoulder, knock her out of the way, steal that puck, loop it around, get it to the top of the slot, and get it in the net. You know, that's that's, <laughs> that's what you got to do. Right now, you got no finishing power. You know, you got. You got great speed, you got great physicality, but you you, you got no shot, you know. And so you're, you're trying to dish it off to other guys, you know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Now, now I'm getting now I'm getting, now I'm getting to, to no man's land in this. But honestly, dude, like you're 100 percent right. When you're not getting laid and you're just sexually frustrated, every single as a man, every single thing in life revolves around that. Like you're in a bad mood, you hate everything, you're irritable, you don't want to talk to. Like, you're just pissed off and that's impacting your social life because you don't want to go out there and feel sexually frustrated again and so you don't want to deal with it so uh yeah there is no easy advice here dude it's hard to get laid like th that's the way unless you're a millionaire or stop We're doing the show we got to pay attention <laughs> <laughs> checking my socks to see if they're matched they're, they're not, not and they're ones inside out. They well, this is this was we had to hurry up and get this going. So this is a rough draft of what my socks are going to look like before we got to eat. You At know, at least they're not mine. There's going to be some edits, <laughs> and, and there's going to be a couple shifts in the rotation, maybe, and, and see how we can do. But uh, anyway, dude, yeah, you're you're frustrated, um, and it's making you kind of just not even want to go out. It sounds like not even put in the effort. But there's no easy answer, dude. You're not famous, and you're not a millionaire so it's going to be hard to get late it just is you're going to have to just keep at keep on keeping on and then once you do get like once you get that v card off your back or whatever that that monkey off your back you're going to feel so much more confident because you're just gonna you're going to be like okay this wasn't some super secret club of people that i'm joining this is just not a not that huge a deal you know like it's gonna it's gonna take it from being the the forefront of your life and kind of put it in perspective so just keep keep up if you have a chance to fuck that girl again and you're not too drunk, then just go for it, you know? Don't don't you know, put it on the itinerary and schedule it for tomorrow morning at 8.30, which is <laughs> odd. But uh, anyway, yeah, best of luck, dude. I would have been out of there. I would have been like, see ya. For what? If, if he suggested that, oh, let's do it in the morning instead, I would have been like, all right, see you later. Like, I'm not going to want to look at you in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no one looks good in the morning. No. No one looks good in the morning. And it's... After uh, a night of drinking. After a night of drinking and you got bad breath when you wake up and you just smell foul. Yeah. You don't know the person. You don't know their morning routine. What if there's someone who's like up really, really early and you wake up and you just have to wonder like, how long were they sitting there looking at me sleep being like, who the fuck is that? Why are they here? <laughs> 
did that guy bang me? Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't feel like it. Um, or what if you're the one that sleeps in? Yeah. Well, that's the better option because then you can just sleep in and skedaddle right away. If you're the one who slept over. If you're not the one who slept over, then you better be waking up first because otherwise there's just a stranger in your home <laughs> rooting around your things. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, da, da. Hey, Marika, I was wondering if you could give me some advice. I'm a 17-year-old homeschooler about to start his senior year. I take nine hours of classes a semester at my local college. I ride my bike five hours a day, train at my boxing gym every weeknight, and I'm taking a learn-to-play hockey class on the weekend. Nice! Let me know how hockey goes. Uh, I've got multiple job interviews lined up for this week. I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, but I can't find happiness. Uh, I feel lonely. Being homeschooled, I don't have any opportunities to meet friends. Uh, I've never dated any girls, and I'm not very self-confident in my looks. At least I tried to look... At first, I tried to look at the bright side, always telling myself that every year would get better. Now I realize I've been telling myself that for years and still haven't made any friends. The only people I am kind of acquainted acquaintances with spend most of the time smoking pot, which I don't mind, but I'm going to wait until I'm 18 since my parents aren't okay with it. Look at this guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're a way better kid than I was. Um, the bad part is my parents won't let me hang out with them since I'm not partaking. Um, even if I'm not partaking, rather. So, the only people I know I can't spend time with and don't have chances to meet new people. Am I just going to have to grind it out and focus on work and sports until college? Or do you have any advice for meeting people for a kid who isn't allowed much freedom and doesn't go to school? Um, Wait, how old is he taking classes at a local college? How old is he? 17. Where? Home, he's 17 right there. 17-year-old oh. homeschooler, and he's taking some classes. Uh, well, you'll be 18 soon enough. Yeah, you'll be 18, but this guy, he sounds like a guy who he wants, he's wants to respect his parents, and he wants his parents to respect him. So you very clearly don't want to be going out gallivanting around doing, you know, drinking and smoking and doing whatever you don't think you're supposed to be doing and your parents don't want to. Could you sit down with them and, like, as an adult, Tell them, like, hey, I totally respect your wishes, which is why I don't go out and hang out with those people. But I'm sure you understand being homeschooled makes it difficult for me to socialize. And so if I could go out, it would really help relieve all these other issues. You know, I'm doing so well in school. I'm doing so well athletically. I'm I'm taking the initiative on this and that. I think that, you know, at the very least, I've earned your well wishes in going out and having a bit more responsibility and, you know, doing something like that. Is that possible or are your parents just hard asses? Because that would be my first approach is going up to him being like hey look at this track record here look at this track record of success and not being a dick and tell me i don't deserve a little bit more freedom you know and if your parents aren't unreasonable assholes they'll be like yeah you're kind of right you don't even smoke pot because you know that we don't like it and that's you know you're not blowing us off um or, you know, the opposite will happen, and they'll just be like, no, like, they, they won't, they won't have any respect for you. You could do everything right, everything the way they think no, that no, but you should do it, and they still won't have any respect the, for you no, as an adult. But he's 17, and so? no, the angle he's going at this with is, you know, I want to be upfront with you. You know that I'm going to be 18 so, soon, I know I'm going to be 18, and then I can do what I wish, but, you know... Just that's out of respect. That's what he's that's saying. That's what I'm saying. Is that yeah. he's saying he doesn't want to smoke pot until he's 18 because his parents don't like it. So clearly he's planning on doing some stuff when he turns 18 and he wants to get started with socializing now and being mm-hmm. around them, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's just a part of socialization at that age. If you are adamantly against alcohol and drugs, that you're just not going to have a ton of people to hang out with at a university <laughs> because at the very least you're going to show up and be like, oh my God, there's. They've got Bud Light here. Oh, I gotta get out. Like I, I can't be around this. Like you're, it, it, it's not like it's impossible to find quote good kids, but it's much harder, you know. And a lot of times, those people are fucking boring, you know. The only like the church groups and those kind of like mm-hmm. they're not bad people, but it's just their sense of humor is more tame. It's just the, the whole uh, amalgam of who they are is, is different. Um, yeah. As far as the girl things go, um, sounds like you're in good shape. You're going to be going to college soon. That seems like you should just play the waiting game. Um, yeah, you're you're so close to the the start line, I guess, of being able to socialize and do all this shit. Just wait it out if you want, or just tell your parents that you're sick and tired of it. And hey, you should respect me. I'm a good kid. Let me do it. Um, that sucks. I, I can't give good advice because I was never homeschooled, so I didn't have to deal with this high of a barrier to entry just to talk to people. You know. Especially for him, that must be hard 
to just not have experience talking with chicks for the most part, like, mm-hmm. that's intimidating. Yeah. If you don't know how to talk to girls and you just go up and it, it, it's, you feel intimidated. Like, fuck, I'm going to make a fool of myself. But that's just yeah. the way it is. Like, you, you, sucks. you have to make that hurdle. Like, you're going to look like an ass the first few times you try and hit on a chick, most likely, unless you're just really a socially savvy guy. But, yeah, it's just, it's like any other skill. You have to practice it. You know, socializing isn't something, if you want to be good at talking to people and carrying conversations and reading people's social cues and vibes, you have to be out there in social situations doing that shit, you know? Like, it's, you don't don't just walk out and be Don Juan, just everybody loves you. Like, it's, for the most part, most people don't. Like, it's something you work on. Um, all right. Let's do one more. Is that okay with you, Liz? Mm -hmm. Is that all right with you, now that I don't smell like mildew? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh... An Attractive Female Speaks to Me is the title of this, I guess. Um, Hello! Firstly, it's nice to see you back. I remember watching your videos when you got your new car and we're talking about Black Ops and Borderlands 2. They amused me greatly. Uh, Anyways, I'm a 20-year-old British bloke who happens to be a baker for a bigger shop. I've had a very poor history with females. I have only really had one girlfriend, which was during what you'd call... Uh, high school, and we really never did anything lewd or nefarious. <laughs> lewd or nefarious. <laughs> so no arsony in your spare time. No, <laughs> no kidnapping or you know uh, whatever bad things are in England. I don't know. What do they do over there? Uh, soccer hooligans. That's their big thing. Nefarious activity. Burning. Getting angry when their their sports team does worse. Um, <laughs> Like, I mean, Canada, uh, Vancouver did that too, so it's not just those soccer hooligans, to be fair. Uh, so you never did anything lewd or nefarious. Uh, I just love that you use the word nefarious. Like, sex is is some, like, evil, you know? I know that you weren't <laughs> meaning it like that, it's just a funny word. Um, lewd and nefarious activities, so I'm probably pretty awful at gauging things like this. I'm one and big built. I don't go to the gym, but I have weights and a rowing machine at home I use. I'm not slim, 215, but I'm fairly awkward. Like, for example, I cannot swear... I'm not remotely offended when people do. I react like any normal person would. I just don't myself. And this has led to several people over the years asking if I'm gay. Because <laughs> you don't Which swear. is disheartening. What? So you can't swear. Or... And people think that you're gay. Do gay... I don't... I've never heard... I think gay people curse just as much as straight people. Probably. Um, Maybe it's because of the accent. No, because over there, that's that's just an accent. It's a British accent, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody talks like that. Yes, but maybe the gay ones over there don't curse. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And in the accent with no cursing, it's, I don't know, just hypothesizing. Yeah. there. I will give you that, like, American, like, really flamboyant gay guys, still, like, just the way they speak... It doesn't seem like it can compare with flamboyant British gay guys. Like, they seem so, like, ooh, like, pomp and circumstance, you know, like, uh, fucking Milo Yiannopoulos, that guy we had on, like, he's really gay, and he sounds really gay, because it's a combination of, he doesn't, like, talk like a gay guy that much, like, some of it's like, oh, darling, like, stuff like that, like, it's very clear that he's gay, but it's the British accent in conjunction, you know? Yeah. And that's part of the stereotype that gay people are a little more cultured you know mm-hmm. and we assume that british people are more cultured than us so i think that maybe meshes i don't maybe. know i don't know um i really stopped reading your your email or message sir sorry about that um so you can't curse uh i, I don't understand why you can't do you just not do it well we had a girl in our high school um christine was her name actually and she could not curse to save her life and she wanted to be able to curse and like be badass <laughs> and so she like just she didn't do it well so instead of being like oh fuck are you shitting me or just like just like how people cuss mm-hmm. or are you fucking kidding me like she'd be like oh bitch like ah <laughs> like, like Tourette's? yeah almost like she's like that's bitching ridiculous and it's like what are you talking about like that's not i'm more distracted by what you you tried to use bitch in that way or like oh what a I, I can't even curse as bad as she did but we all gave her shit and eventually she stopped cursing so um maybe i don't know i don't know if she ever actually did uh anyways this attractive female comes in one day and i cheekily convinced her to buy one of my pastries uh <laughs> cheekily. hello love 
Oh, you're just wandering in, eh? You want a little bit of my puff pastry? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just got in from the night shift as a chimney sweep. Um, but from then on, every time she comes in, uh, she's asking all about my scones. No, I, he didn't write that. I made that up. <laughs> but from then on, every time she comes in, she's actively talking to me. Um, great things like, do you have that with cherry or... Is that $4 for two? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not in there either. Sorry. <laughs> but then on every time she comes in, she actively talks to me. Uh, I don't need to say hello first or anything. She'll say hi and ask if I like the weekend and if they have any specials. Uh, I made that up too. Um, <laughs> I like the weekend and other nonsense, which you won't care about, and says she'll see me soon. Um, I don't know her name, and she can only know my first name, but from my name bad. And she can only know my first name from my name badge, but we just seem to get along. Um, so basically, what my question is, what do I do? Am I reading way too much into this, or are there some grounds to be excited? I don't want to be creepy. Um, I really don't know how to finish this message. I'll just say cheers in advance. Um, that's one of those things that is so up in the air that you can't judge unless you're there that I really can't give good advice. Like, there are times that, you know, you guys have obviously misread women just being friendly and think that they're interested and you know it doesn't work out but there are also times where the woman is genuinely interested and if you don't you know give her any signals back she'll be like oh man i really thought that guy at the bakery was cute or something i maybe you know i I guess he's not interested you know um so yeah you have to play that by ear dude like uh maybe tell her you have a special on rum raisin muffins so you can (laughs) get her id and see how old she is oh my gosh yeah no. Yeah. They, no. What? No? What no, would you do? I just. What would you do it. to get this girl's attention? Let it be. No, no, no. I love asking this because it's like asking a fish how to catch a fish. <laughs> because there are so many times where, like, an innocent, like, just good relationship kind of thing is going on, and you're just being friendly, and you're just like, oh, that's a friendly person. Like, this is a nice part of my day. Just go into the shop, order something, they're friendly, they're nice, they're being cool to me, and then, and then there it is. And yeah. then there's the question, can I have your number? Yeah. Are you married? Are you this? Are you that? Like, I get this. I, I get that a lot. Yeah. That's at, my, the, at my job, and... And that's the sad reality of life, but guys have to try to, like, yeah, yeah, you gotta try and get yeah, that ball Yeah, but do they moving. have to try at our expense? So often, it's just like no. I'm not saying that like, it's oh, no. There's like, there's, oh, there's sorry, like, no, this is no no so no. There's now. there's a chasm of difference between being a creep and doing what the guys at your work sometimes will do. A chasm of difference between that and people who have some rapport who see each other every day for a while, eventually talking and oh you maybe you just want to hang out sometime or whatever you know. There is a difference. And I know you can't understand because you don't, as a woman, you don't have to take those risks and put yourself out there to get a guy yeah, but, in the same way. Well, and that's not a, I'm know. better than you thing. It's a, That's just the way nature is, you know? Well, and I also, in advance, like, talk, I have a boyfriend, like, yell hello. Yeah. I'm not married, but I have a boyfriend. And yeah. They're still like, oh, can I be your friend? No. No, yeah. you can't be my friend. Yeah. Of course not. No, because that's the reality of it is, like, guys don't want to be a woman's friend. No. No. Like, guys, if they want to go hang out and tell some jokes and be entertained and have a good time, nobody's ever like, oh, man, who should we invite? Well, we got to get Suzanne. We got to get Christy. We got to get Anna. And it's like, no, it's a bunch of guys hanging out having a good time. Uh, they invite them over when they're like, oh, they invite does them Susan over. Have any friends? Yeah, where it's like that's the conversation of guys' parties. It's the guys are all hanging out, having a great time, you know. And then eventually, it's like, well, I'm pretty horny. Like, we should call so and so and have her bring some friends or whatever. Like, it's that's just the nature of of that the nature of nature. That's nature. Like a guy, as soon as he finds out you don't want to you know, have sex with him or bang him or whatever, or be a potential, you know, life partner or something like he's just not going to be as interested unless he's some really creepy stalker that just is like obsessed with you and has posters and locks your hair and stuff like that. Uh, and that's a worst case scenario and you're not there, you know, 
she's not walking into her house at night finding fucking bran muffins on her bathroom <laughs> counter with a message that says from you know who on it <laughs> to keep you regular um, <laughs> um yeah that honestly dude like i i wish i could give you better advice but this has to be um something that you try on your own and you just have to feel it out uh even if it fails and goes downhill and she never comes back to your bakery again or whatever when you say like oh you know it'd be great to grab a coffee sometime or whatever something you know we could get something to you know a coffee that's not here or whatever you say um it'll still make you more confident not in that you failed and like i'm a loser it'll make you confident like yeah at least i took a chance like i took a chance on this and what happened you know nothing 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 happened. Like, it's okay. Life goes on. Like, you You can always just bring up the conversation of, like, oh, hey, did you hear about this going on? Are you going to this show or this event or that or whatever? Mm -hmm. And if they sound interested or, like, they are going, be like, cool, I'm going too. Like, maybe I'll see you there or something like that. It doesn't have to be, like, can I have your number? Yes. Are you single? It it doesn't have to be, can I have your number? Are you single? um let's go on a date sometime like let's ease and people i think there's too much like ted mosby how i met your mother nonsense out there where guys just fall ass backwards into hot chick after hot chick and they're just like so do you want a date and they're like yeah of course like you can fuck me for a couple weeks and then when people get bored of me pick a new character like that's just not reality and so but i mean even though people know the media is not reality it still impacts our perceptions on things obviously um, but it, it is more of a reflection on perspectives, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's, that's a topic for another time. But, um, yeah, best of luck, dude. That's going to be tough. Uh, you know what you could do is wear a GoPro next time you're in there, record the whole back and forth, and then send that to me, and I'll be able to, to analyze that. So don't do that. That would be upsetting for her, uh, and you probably get fired from, from wherever you work. So anyway, Melissa, thank you for sitting in. And do your doing your makeup at the same time as the sh- as the podcast. I'm okay. I was joking. I was saying. Don't you, tease me. No. Okay. No. You, I can't get teased, or I get teased for the socks. I wasn't and you don't to get teased. Tease no, I am not good at wearing matching socks. But that's boring, and now we're rambling. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks again to all the Patreons and everyone. Um, if you have Company of Heroes two or Age of Mythology. Uh, we haven't been playing Age of Mythology very much recently just because we're trying to get a handle on Company of Heroes 2. Um, if you are really good at that game, don't reach out to us because a couple of you have been and you're just owning us and it's not even fun. But if you're middling, like, newbie or just kind of, like, intermediate in skill, let us know so we can get a good match going. That's it. Uh, 